Hey, good day. Welcome to Emerge Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful and we are so grateful to have each and every one of you joining us here. Hey, did you see our live stream last week? Well, the best part of it was the worship and it worked. When it got to my sermon, well, the internet, it just started lagging and the audio was all echoing, 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 echoing so, so badly. It was strange, but prayerfully, this will work well this week and going forward. So guys, next week, the coffee truck is going to be here at Daniel's Vineyard from 9.30 to about 10 a.m. And then we're gonna send it out to McCordsville and we're gonna be blessing everyone. They're gonna walk up and they're gonna get a free cup of coffee up to $6. That's gonna be going right into their hands. What a gift, what a way to show Jesus to them, right? And on the 21st, we have the March for a Million uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. downtown. Be sure to register and join us. We're gonna walk and pray the first hour from the four different corners, coming in and convening downtown for a time of prayer and worship. It is going to be a great time. Hey, on March 28th, we're gonna be having child dedications. So regardless of the age of your child, you can have your child dedicated. That's your chance to say that this child is his and that you will just raise them to love and trust Jesus. After that, we are basically at Easter. It's hard to believe. Can you believe it? We're gonna be meeting for Easter on April 4th at 10 a.m. Okay, today is the start of a four-week series that's gonna lead us into Easter. And if you haven't noticed, I'm not focusing on any of these series or themes overall, but they're just the big picture of what we're gonna cover during the four weeks and then looking at different various aspects in each of these Bibles, like books of the Bible. So this four-week series is about the church growing and we're starting off here in Acts as we're heading on through the New Testament. The kids' material today will be covering the story of the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. Do you remember that one? If not, you can go ahead and read about it at the end of Acts 8 so that you can cover it with your kids and just read it with them. So be sure to go over those stories with your kids. We are giving you these worksheets uh, so you have these pictures and the details of the story so you can go back and review and ask your kids some questions and just to disciple them. Nearly every dinner with our family, we read a family devotional and that's geared towards our younger kids. What we do is we have one of our two older kids just go ahead and read it. And then we have everyone give an application point or what they learn new from the Bible story. It's just a simple way to disciple our kids. It's all about pointing our kids back to Jesus and letting them have their meaning and purpose be defined and acknowledged within him. All right, guys, we're gonna get started, so let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your love, for your goodness. Thank you for being with us. Father, as we open up your scripture, may you just reveal something new to us. God, as we're starting to dig into your word, may the just words just pop off the page, action and application points be pulled forward for each and every one of us. And Father, may you just remove all distractions, remove all hindrances, and Father, let us just focus in and set in on this together. So Father, we say thank you in advance for what you're going to reveal as we open up your scripture. And we just say we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, I'm sitting here in City Park in Delphi, up here visiting with my sister and my nieces and the rest of the family. We're all up here together to celebrate uh, my niece's birthday. So that's why where I'm recording from today in City Park in Delphi, Indiana. And um, just can't wait to share what God has laid on our hearts today. So do me a favor, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Acts 8 
and then we'll just jump in. So we're in. covering Acts 8 today, and we're here in Acts, and it's been a few weeks since we've been back in this book, so just let me give you a quick synopsis in case you've missed something. You know, Acts is the start of the church growing and the Holy Spirit empowering his people. In the early chapters that we've covered, you can see that the disciples and the apostles are going out. They're going out. They're spreading the good news. And many, many, many people are coming to faith during that time. We see a few pit stops along the ways of warnings about how we all can impede the church growth and the overall theme thus far is that we're just to be his hands and feet. We're to be the church in action, not the church in reaction, the church in action. We're taking action to meet the needs of those that are surrounding us, sitting down and having meals together, sharing about Jesus. We're living in community. Then with that growth, there comes some persecution and tension that you see in the church, but that doesn't slow down the Holy Spirit and what he's doing, does it? Now, to set up where we are here today and what we're about to read, you're going to see Philip. If you remember back in Acts 6, the tension within the church that arose around the apostles, they asked for seven leaders to be chosen, to be equipped, to lead the church and to spread the good news. Well, one of those seven chosen was Stephen, and he was ultimately the first martyr for our faith, for the Christian faith. And he was a man of great boldness and faith. And now another one that was named within that and who we're going to be reading about today is Philip. And he was one of the seven that were chosen to lead. Now, as we open Acts 8, we're going to read a good portion of this today from Acts 8, 1 through 25. So we could almost read the entire chapter as it's not that long, but I'm going to leave the rest of it for you to read on your own. Hey, if you have kids, I want you to read over it with them and go over the gospel project sheets talking about Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch. All right, guys, let's go ahead and open up to Acts 8. All right, so Acts 8. I'm going to start in the very first verse. And you can see that in your sermon notes. If you haven't taken those down or opened those up, you can go out and uh, text the word gathering to 66599. Or you can click on the link that you see up there. You'll see a link within there for the gathering guide. And that is going to have the sermon notes. They're very few today, just so you know. Um, but it's going to have the verses there that you can read along with me if you want. Uh, and also just a few of the points that I'm going to be t uh, having you take your own notes on. And then application points and various announcements. So go ahead and click on that link. Bring it up. Open up the Bible app. Search for Emerge Church under events for today and you'll see us right there and that's our announcement uh, we have our announcements within there as well as those sermon notes so we call it the gathering guide uh, for those of you that are new to us and um, grateful to have you if you are new so 8 acts chapter 8 starting at verse 1 so we're finishing up from seven, and it says, and Saul was there giving approval of his death. So Saul is like there and giving the approval of the stoning of Stephen. And he was our first martyr, like I mentioned just earlier. So it goes on here into verse one. It says the church persecuted and scattered. That's what it's defined as, as the paragraph heading here within my NIV version that I'm reading from. And it says, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul, 
Remember I mentioned Saul before, Saul who later becomes Paul, uh, or is known as Paul. But Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Now we're gonna start reading about Philip, and this is Philip in Samaria. Um, verse four, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and he proclaimed the Christ, uh, the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs that he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, with many paralytics and cripples that were being healed. healed. So there was great joy in that city, right? Healing, miraculous healing. Now we're going to go into Simon the sorcerer in verse 9. And I, I'm just going to read through this, and then we're going to come back through and kind of uh, look at each of these aspects. Uh, so Simon the sorcerer. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people in Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man has divine power, known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for such a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles that he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands. They placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought that you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in the, this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel, and many, what a great reading, right? So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go back through, look at it, and you can see in the notes where I've written down these four W's. And so what we're seeing here in Acts is that the church is just growing, it's spreading, it's common men and women going out and sharing the good news, going out with great boldness. And we see Philip here taking off and, and going out into everywhere and just truly just spreading the good news and being bold in his, in his approach. And so the first word here is welcome that you see uh, in this reading. And that, that kind of goes to when we look here at Acts 8, verses 4 through 8. And it's, we're seeing where it's welcomed, where the Holy Spirit is welcomed, where the Word of God is welcomed, where it's welcomed in, into homes, that it's shared and spread throughout. Because it starts off there at the beginning, it says, those who had been scattered preached the Word wherever they went. So everyone that had heard the good news was already telling all those that they've seen. 
because everybody's being spread from village to village and going out because the church is being persecuted at this time. And so what we're seeing is the welcoming of the Holy Spirit, the welcome uh, of the sharing of the good news and, and the fact that it's just going forward and just welcomed into everywhere. And so, so when you have this and when the good news is being proclaimed and there's some miraculous signs and wonders that are happening and people are being healed. And then what you see in verse seven, which is just an amazing thing. It says, with shrieks, the evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there's great joy in that city. So people were celebrating that there's been healing, that, that the Holy Spirit came in and touched them and healed them and released them from their captives. I tell you what, this, this shrieks and evil spirits, it reminded me, I received this phone call one day of this person that was just erratic, on the edge. This person was just jammering all over, talking, it would not stop talking, and was just rambling in circles and, and saying that they were ready to end it and they, they couldn't take it anymore and they, they were just on the edge, that everybody was against them, the world was against them, that no one loved them and, and they were going on and on and on and every time I tried to talk, they just talked louder and they wouldn't hear me. And it was going on for about five minutes and they were just saying, I'm ready to do it, I'm ready to finish it, I'm ready to be done and uh, um, you know, just threatening the ultimate um, action on their end of ending their lives. And they're just going through and saying that. And she, she just kept going on in circles and circles and kept going on. And I would keep trying to come in and say, you know, hey, let's stop and pray. Let's talk. Can you tell me about, you know, I was trying to take all these different approaches of just laying it out before her. And I'm like, you know, and then I would just start talking and nothing. She would only get louder and keep going and going and going. And so I just ended up saying, all right, I can't get through to her. So I opened up the Psalms and I started reading through the Psalms. And so as I opened up the Psalms and I started reading God's word, the word that he's breathed, the, the words that give him honor and glory where you'll see the demons flee and shudder. I started reading through the Psalms, Psalm 67, I think it was where I opened up to. And I just started reading his word. And as I'm going through the first verse, I can kind of hear her kind of slowing down. The second verse, I'm into it. The third verse where it says, we're going to proclaim your holy name. I, I hear her starting to slow down. By the fifth verse, she's almost silent. By the sixth verse, I hear the breathing returning to normal. By the seventh verse, I pause. And I go, do you hear that? Do you see that? You've been released, you've been healed. And she's like, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. You see, what we see here is the Holy Spirit was working. He was working, he was evident. His words are strong, they're powerful, they penetrate, they can heal, they can release these demons. And she was released, she was freed. And so when we've welcomed the Holy Spirit into our lives, when we've welcomed him fully, we have been equipped with these same tools, with these same aspects that these early apostles and disciples have. When we pray and we're believing and trusting and following him and coming closer, we have been given basically kind of the keys to the kingdom, I'd like to say, of course not fully, but in that same aspect that we have the ability to go and do and be his hands and feet and to reveal Jesus and speak Jesus into people's lives. So we wanna be welcoming 
the Holy Spirit. We want to be welcoming the good news and sharing and going and sending out. Now, the next word you're going to see here is wonder. And it's underneath this Simon the Sorcerer where he is here in the city and he was uh, in and of himself a great person, right? And so he set himself up as the elite one the, with great power. And people are looking at him with awe and wonder and saying, he just, he can do this and he can do that. Well, what does the Holy Spirit do? He comes in and he creates these miraculous signs and wonders and, and gets all the people around him to say, uh, and around Philip to say yes to Jesus. It shows right there that they were, they accepted Jesus because Philip preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And so they accepted and they were baptized. And so we see this wonderful, this wonder, this look of wonder from Simon who had quote unquote powers of the earth, right? He gave that up and became a Christ follower. And see, that's a that's wonderful in seeing that his heart, he was moved, he was pulled. We see that he was coming right out of it and he was coming back and he's coming into Jesus' fold and, and, and seeing him and starting to learn. And he was following Philip around and seeing these great miracles and, and being there and being a part of it. And you can see how the Holy Spirit is just, just growing in each and every single one of them and that they're, they're starting to see the fruit of what it is. And so then they called in the, um, Peter and John to come in to place their hands on because they, the people had not received the Holy Spirit at that point in time. You see, there's some people and some beliefs in, in, Christian, in the Christian world that some believe that there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when you have, when you're baptized, the Holy Spirit comes on you. Or if, if you're saved and then you have to be baptized to get the Holy Spirit, or you can be saved and get the Holy Spirit. You know, there's multiple different ways. And so this was just showing another way here that they were baptized, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. And so John and Peter were laying their hands on them and the Holy Spirit was empowered through them at that point in time. Let's go on. Um, waning is the next word, waning. You see, They've all received the Holy Spirit, and Simon is seeing that. And so his, his faith and his belief were kind of in the miraculous signs and wonders. And we see that his faith started waning. And we can see that in Christians today. Some people are saying that I am not a part of this church any longer. I don't want to be part of the, a church. The Christians, the, the, the believers, they're not truly believers. I can do this on my own. And we can see that the faith is just waning, and people are dropping from the church at record numbers, which is not right. It's not good. Yeah, there's been some problems within churches. There's been problems with leaders of churches. There's been this problem of a bunch of Christians coming into this world, people giving their life to Christ, saying yes, but nothing else after that. There's no other growth. There's no other dimension to their life outside of the fact that they were saved and maybe baptized but then they just say, that's good enough and I'm done. And they, they put on this persona and this, this presence and this approach that they are there and they are Christians, but they're so, their roots are so shallow. They, they can't grow. They're not growing. They're not falling deeper in love with Jesus. They're not spending that time. Their faith is waning. And so that's, that's what we see here with Simon the Sorcerer. He, his faith was waning and he saw that Peter and John gave them all the Holy Spirit, but they didn't receive it. He didn't receive it. And so he wanted to buy it. 
And that's what we see with a lot of people, just kind of like we talked about last week with faith and works, you know, or faith and deeds. Some people think that they can just buy it by doing or giving money towards it. You know, I'll give money to church. I'll just do that, but I'm not going to serve. Or I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. You know, it, it's a, a partial Christianity, a, a partial obedience, because being fully obedient is something that most Christians don't want to do. Most people don't want to do. But I tell you what, when you, when you are in a true relationship with Jesus, that obedience comes so naturally. And the things of old just kind of dissipate away. Of course, you still have sin. Of course, you still have issues. Of course, you still run into multiple aspects that are going to impede you along the way. But just keep yourself pointed towards Jesus. So let's go on to the next one, is the warning. And so warning was laid out here in verses 20 through 23 is what I, I put down. And the warning here is that Peter was saying, as I just mentioned a moment ago, that, hey, Simon, your money's not going to bar, buy what it is. You know, we can see, like I was mentioned, the waning of the faith, the warning that is laid out here. What is the difference between waning and warning? It's one letter, the letter R. Did you notice that? Waning and warning. The only difference between those two words is the letter R. And so waning leads into warning here, or warning leads into waning, however you want to see it. Really, it's you're waning in your faith and then you need a warning to get back. And so we see that warning, like I just mentioned, um, that Simon thought he could just buy his way, buy his faith with money, with goods, with deeds. But they said, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. So verse 22, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you're full of bitterness and captive to sin. So you see, those are the, the W's that I saw here in this reading. And um, you see the welcome, the wonder, the waning, and the warning. And those are all different aspects that we can see and experience um, in our faith walk. And that's why I wanted to put it out here and, and cover it this way. And maybe you're going to have different application points. Uh, I always leave those blank so that you can have application points that you can write out what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But maybe you're in one of those stages. Maybe you're in the, the welcome stage. Like you've already welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life. You've already welcomed him fully into your life and you truly trust and believe. But then you've got that potential waning aspect of the drift factor. And then you can run into the warning lights, like the dashboards lighting up, the warning lights saying, hey, hey, you're off track, you're off track. Or warning, warning, something's coming up. You know, on this journey with, with God, as this journey with Jesus, we continue to grow in it. We continue to reach out and to, to trust him more. And so maybe you are on that welcome side. Maybe you just welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life. Maybe you're sitting on the outside and maybe you're a non-believer, maybe you're in the wonder aspect. You know, I've been having coffee with multiple people all throughout the last several weeks, uh, you know, four to five per week. And, you know, I'll share what I see God doing in my life and, and those around me. I'll continue to share and I will always share of how God provides and how God is always coming through. And I continually hear the, the people saying, I cannot believe what you're seeing God doing. 
and it hits them. They sit in wonder and, and, and in awe in the midst of that and saying, man, God can do this and that. I cannot believe it. It's unbelievable. And so it's that, that wonder aspect. So always keep that wonder, that, that interest, that drawing, that, that growth. Always welcome the Holy Spirit so that we can keep that waning away and we can keep that warning away from us. I want us to grow. I want us to go and be. I want us to go and do. You see, we, next week we're going to be giving away coffee to unsuspecting McCordsvillians, shall I call them. Uh, we're going to be sending out the coffee truck out to them. And they're going to be getting walking up and the, the prices are anywhere between $3 to $6, kind of like what you'd see at Starbucks. And it's a mobile truck and I'm going to give them a, a card so they can hand out something extra because Jesus loves you. Because God loves you. We're going to give them these cards and they're going to get a drink for free. And we're going to hand them out and, and we're going to see their lives transform, their, their, their body language just absolutely change. I want to, I'm going to ask that barista what reactions they get. I want to have them text some pictures and, and some comments back about the experience of being able to bless others with that. And so the coffee truck's going to come for free for us as well. Uh, those of you that are joining us at Daniel's Vineyard, uh, feel free to tip the people um, as you feel free to. Um, but then also they're going to go back out in the community. And so it's just a way to bless. And also on the seats for every person today. And if you want um, some of these cards, let me know. What I've done is I'm, I'm putting a something extra card and a pen on every seat for every adult to take. And I want our families to go out into Greater McCordsville, have a meal at the restaurant, or if it's a drive through it can be drive through if you're not into sitting in a place. But go in and sit someplace, see a family, look around. You're going to see families and some of them are just at their wit's end. I want you to tell the waiter or waitress that you are going to buy their dinner, okay? I want you to go and say that you're gonna buy their dinner and just give them this card, this something extra card. And when you do that, I want you to make sure that you leave a pretty good stinking honking tip, right? Leave a big tip so that the waiter or waitress can see and experience and see the goodness. So look for a family that is at their wits end at dinner time, bless them by buying their meal, have the waiter or waitress give them that something extra card, but don't let them know that it was you. And then you, when you sign the bills and sign them up, leave the emerge pin in that so that that waiter, that waitress has that pin and can use that all throughout. And so this is just an easy way for us to be able to go out and bless our community, bless the local workers and to reach them and to impact them. Hey guys, if you are not in a financial situation to be able to buy someone else's meal, let me pay for it myself. Send me a picture of the receipt. I will reimburse you for the cost of their meal. I can even reimburse you for your meal if you need me to. Happy to do it. But what I wanted to is just show generosity, show Jesus' love to those that are all around us. So I hope you guys will join me on it. Send me a message if you want me to get you a something extra card, uh, either mailed to you or if you want to come get it. I uh, would love to be able to do it within greater McCordsville area specifically uh, to reach out, but it doesn't matter. You can do it in Indianapolis. You can do it in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, wherever you are that you're joining us from, you can do it from there. So make sure you just 
let me know. I'll get you one of those cards so you can go out and bless a few people. And um, I tell you what, you'll come away blessed, especially if you're sitting there and you're watching their reaction when they get the bill handed to them, seeing that their bill is paid. What does that remind you of? That reminds us of Jesus. He's paid our bill. He's paid the cost for each and every one of us. And all we have to do is say yes. So this is just an easy way for us to be able to be his hands and feet. And so let me just go to prayer. Father, thank you for this opportunity just to open your scripture to see that you work in miraculous ways in and through each and every one of us. You can use each person as we are, who we are, to go out and spread the good news. And that we can even impact those that we think are far from God, like the Simon the Sorcerer, who is worshiping another power. But God, that's nothing compared to your power and your might and your honor. Let us be bold. Let us be faithful. Let us continue to reach out to those that are far from you and point them back to you. Let us introduce them to you. And Jesus, may you be held in high authority, high glory, high honor in our lives. And God, I just ask that for each of these families that are going out to bless these other families in and around us, Father, that you'll give them the boldness to be able to do it, that you'll give them the financial ways to do it, and that you will be able to truly minister to each and every person. And maybe we'll be able to pray for the waiter or waitress. Maybe we'll ask them, hey, is there anything we can pray for you as we're getting ready to pray as a family right before this meal? And um, I'll tell you what, it's something that the waiters and waitresses never hear. So let's do that, God. Just let us let us do it. Let us be your hands and feet in the midst of it, and let us love you more and come away from here. Now, some of you that are listening here, maybe maybe you are in the welcome stage. Maybe you are actually in the wonder stage that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you are that person that is far from God and that has never had the opportunity to say yes. I want to offer this chance for you. If you just would pray these words with me. It's going to start you in this relationship, in this journey, so that you can continue to learn more and to grow. And I would love for you to let me know if you pray this prayer with me, because I want to personally help you connect with somebody else to walk you, to disciple you, to open up scripture, show you how to read his word and to learn more about him each and every day. And as we go down through this journey, as we, we look more towards Jesus. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to just pray this prayer with me, say, Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to come here. Thank you for your love, for your goodness. Father, we say thank you. God, I don't know what I don't know, but I do know that I can't do this on my own. And so today I just want to say, I give you my life, Jesus. I'm going to believe and, and trust and know that you, you died on the cross for my sins so that I don't have to pay that price. And Father, that you were raised from sin up into heaven, raised from death up into heaven for our sins. And I'm going to call you my Lord and my Savior today. And so, Father, we say, we say we love you. Make us new, cleanse us, help us to trust you, help us to grow in you. We just say thank you in Jesus' name. Now, Father, for every person that prayed that prayer, for every person that has been waning uh, or maybe in that warning aspect that have drifted off away from you, Father, I ask that you just will meet them 
at their point, Father, that you will bring them back into your fold, that, Father, there will be other believers that will come alongside of them to meet them, to care for them, to, to carry them on, and to um, just walk through life together. So, Father, we say thank you. Father, we say we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, if you prayed that prayer, do me a favor, fill out a connection card. Go down to the bottom of the announcements. You can see it down there. Fill out the connection card. Let me know you made a decision. If you have a prayer request, write it out on, on that connection card. Send it to us. We are a praying church. We're praying for and with you. We want to help you and continue on through this journey with you. And we're here for you. So do me a favor. Let us know that you made that decision. You can see all the some of these other announcements that I haven't covered. Um, you can go out to our events page. You're going to see other things that are being updated all throughout. Uh, tonight is our youth time. So if you are a part or have a youth uh, child, student, uh, from the ages or grades of 5th through 12th grade, you can text the word Emerge Youth, that's all one word, Emerge Youth, to 66599 and send it and then you'll get uh, onto our distribution list and we'll send you the location that we're meeting every uh, other Wednesday, so the every other sorry, every other Sunday um, from 5 to 7 p.m. We'll be serving dinner and um, would love to have your student join us. Uh, there's about 12 to 14 other students that are part of it and would love to have more of you to be part of it. So it's a great time for the kids to connect, to learn more about Jesus, to plan out things that we're going to be doing, to raise some money up for future events and future outings, as well as just to love on each other, as well as grow in Jesus. So. Uh, that's it. That's it. I'm going to stop for now. Follow us on social media. Uh, check out our webpage. You can see all the other updates, other items that we have out there. And uh, just so grateful for every single one of you. I just want to say thank you. I love you. Have a great week and can't wait to see you next week.